Hey, this is Rima, and you are listening to episode 28 of In Todd We Trust, the podcast that reviews the most popular movies in theaters and also gets off topic. Today, we'll be discussing Aladdin. All right, here we go. Um, welcome to episode 28 of In Todd We Trust. Uh, we have Rima. On the show today, a uh, reminder that you can access the podcast on itwtpodcast.com uh, for spoiler-free one-sentence reviews and ratings, episode descriptions, uh, song of the week playlist and movie soundtrack playlist, and a submission form to be a guest on the show. Uh, you can listen to the podcast on Spotify and Apple Podcasts and watch on YouTube. Um, like I said, we have Rima here today, uh, Dearborn star, local hero, celebrity, um, and uh, owner of her own podcast, Dearborn Girls, which debuted last week, uh, if you want to talk about that. Yeah, thank you. Firstly, thank you for having me on. Oh, it yeah, feels for good sure. to be on the other side of the podcast. Um, yeah. So Dearborn Girl is our new podcast. My friend Yasmin and I debuted our podcast last week, and it's to showcase the Arab Muslim community, specifically Arab Muslim women, and highlight the amazingness that exists in our community so check us out on um any of the platforms uh you can check out our youtube channel and if you want to just get a general idea you can follow us on instagram at dearborn.girl um yeah let us know what you think it's, it's so it's really good so <clears throat> obviously rima's being very very modest but it's a big deal uh i went to their um what was it like date which i call it like a debut party yeah, or like watch yeah, party. yeah watch party for um for it last week as they had they're doing a docuseries and then uh, also, uh, that all the, all the episodes will be on YouTube, right? Mm-hmm. Yeah. So like super high production, um, really good uh, message for all of them. Oh, someone's calling me. Put him on the phone. Wow. <laughs> I'm sorry, guys. I didn't have my phone on mute. Oh, shout out, shout out to Bianca. Bianca's Facetime. <laughs> hey, me. Bianca. What's up, girl? Uh, <laughs> I will Facetime her back after this. Um, but uh, but yeah, actually, you know, Bianca's gonna be on the podcast in a couple weeks too. Um, for uh, Toy Story, so another Disney okay, Toy Story nice. Four, yeah, yeah. I'm going to Chicago, so amazing. Um, but yeah, uh, check out Dearborn Girl, um, Dearborn Girls. Sorry, um, no, it was, you got it right. The first oh, time. dear, it is Dearborn Girl. Yeah. Okay, got it. So okay. I wrote it down wrong in my notes. Um, only only knock on Rima is that she is a U of M grad, um, <laughs> but I know deep down she wants to be a Spartan. I'm so. a three time U of M grad. I don't think I'm ever going. Yeah, so to she, the other side. She's she's gonna switch over to the other the side soon. It's not, not too greener. late. Yeah, nope. <laughs> it's literally green. No, no, no. <laughs> pun intended. <laughs> um, do you have a song of the week? Yes, I was thinking about it. I love music, but um, my song of the week is actually Say My Name by Destiny's Child. Oh, throwback. I'm a very, I'm like a 90s R&B human. Like, that's just me. Yeah. But also, my goddaughter, that's like the only song that makes her smile. Just if she's crying and you sing, like, say my name, say yeah. my name. She'll just, like, bust out laughing for some reason. <laughs> and I think it's because her parents call her baby. Like, they won't ever call her by her name. And I that's feel like funny. the song resonates. So it's been stuck in my That mind. is a jam. I mean, it's a jam. Yeah, I can't, I can't knock you for that. Yeah. Uh, my song of the week is Julian by Carly Rae Jepsen. I am not a huge, <laughs> not, I'm not a huge Carly Rae Jepsen fan. Um, but this song, actually, this this new album is fire. I, you know, I, I can't, I can't lie. It's a, it's a solid album. Uh, I think it's her fourth album. I heard someone say like fourth studio. I'm like four albums. Like all I remember is like Call Me Maybe, and that was 
Oh like super God. annoying. I didn't even know she was a thing after Call Me Maybe. I, I, I didn't either. I under like a rock sometimes. But. Yeah, yeah. I mean, I, I I didn't know either. And I, I actually like pop music, but I um I did not know that uh, that this was even coming. And then I saw it was like on like new hot albums so for the funny. week. Checked it out. It's a solid album. Like I said, my song for it is Julian. Um, but several bangers on it on this album. Dedicated. Uh, would highly encourage you to go check it out. Um, you know, hate on me if you want, but and, and don't <laughs> knock it till you try it. Right. Um, now I have uh, random rapid fire questions yeah, for you, if you're ready. Of course. Always. All right, here we go. We got 10 of them. For sure. Uh, first, uh, would you fly a magic carpet? Absolutely. Who uh, wouldn't? I'd be a little nervous. I'm not going to lie. Uh, what would your fake princess name be? Wow. Fake though? Yeah. So you're saying I'm not a princess? Yeah. (laughs) Um, I used to, like, this is so, I mean, it's so cliche and too relevant and like, I'm probably going to get so much shit for this after, (laughs) but I like pretend, like I like did this whole fake like princess jazzy thing where it was like, oh, like princess Jasmine. Yeah. Right. But not really Jasmine. (laughs) Yeah. Jazzy. So yeah, I I, like made a song for one of my friends once, like a rap song and I like. That's amazing. Yeah. I was princess Jazzy. (laughs) That's great. (laughs) Uh, I also need to hear that song. When when, when was this? Nope, it's private. (laughs) It was a birthday song. How long ago was this, though? Uh, Two years ago. Oh, so it's recent. Oh, that's amazing. (laughs) Uh, What would your three wishes be? Wow. Ooh, I can't rapid fire this one. I know, that's tough. Three wishes would be... I feel like that's one of those semi-common questions, And you can't bring back... Like, you can't do any of the things that they do, Exactly, yeah, you have the same stipulations. I think that I would wish... Well, right now, because it's most relevant, I think I would wish for our platform to be a global platform. Okay. Like, I want, I have high hopes for this platform, and so that would be number one. I want Oprah to like hit us up and be like, "Hey." Okay. I actually go. want Oprah to hit me up during the day of my graduation next year and say that I have to choose between my graduation and coming <laughs> on Oprah, and so I can go into in my gown and just go see Oprah. That that's would be great. So that's have it all planned. So specific. <laughs> number two. Um, I would definitely wish for, um, this is so hard. Oh, my God. I'm being the worst person right now. It's a tough question. I always do this. Every single week I, I do, come, like, random rapid fire, and I do, one. like, you can come back. So some people will come back, like, at the end of that. Like, episode. I, I'm trying to think of what, I know what it is, and it yeah. has something to do. So, like, my, my parents are from the south of Lebanon, and, okay. like, something in the back of my mind that I really want to do is, like, impact that community, because yep. I very much so feel indebted to and, and rooted in those communities in yeah. the South. and But they're just communities that I don't know enough about right now. And right. I don't feel like money is the answer, yeah. you know, to helping people who are in need all the time. Um, but it would definitely be to create something to make the livelihood of people in the South of Lebanon a lot better. Okay. All right. So. Um, and then Free Palestine. Yeah. Third one. There you go. Third one is free Palestine. So we got three. All right. See, it wasn't even that tough. You, get, yeah, you knew what it was. You had to get, you had to yeah, word yeah, it. Yeah, I had to think about it. Um, <laughs> now, if you were a genie, who would you want to find your lamp? Wow. If I, wow. Um, God, I can't say this out loud because then I'm going to compliment <laughs> the person. Um, <laughs> if I was a genie, I think I would trust the genie in my brother's hands, my brother yeah. Ale, who's five years older than me, he actually called me right now, so I'll call him back yeah. um, and let him know that I said this. Yeah. Um, but he's That's just love. like probably like a, one of the best people, if not one of the like the best person I know. Yeah. And I know that he would use it for the greater good. So. Yeah. Okay. That's a solid. I would probably. And he would free me. Too, yeah. He would definitely free me at the third wish. So yeah. I would definitely choose him. Actually. Okay. That's a that's a good that's a good pick. Um, would you rather have a pet monkey, tiger, or parrot? Definitely a tiger. Yeah, for sure. 100%. So cute. Um, 
What's your next travel destination for a place that you haven't been to? Oh, uh, oh, like uh, like uh, if I wanted to go, yeah. Oh, 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 um, a place that I haven't been to somewhere in South America. I haven't actually never been to anywhere in South America, mm-hmm. uh, and I think it would be between Brazil or Argentina. Okay. Yeah. Solid. Uh, I've always wanted to go to Brazil as well. Yeah. Um, favorite Disney movie. Definitely Lion King, hands down. Yeah, hundred percent. Me too. Hands. I'm like literally telling people that if you come watch Lion King with me, I'm gonna be in New York this summer. Yeah. And if you come watch it with me, like we're getting married. Yeah. <laughs> Just right there and then. I, I definitely gotta go see. I'm gonna go see it. Uh, I'll be my sister's wedding is that weekend, so wow. I'll be in San Fran. So I can't wait to go see that with my fam. That's uh, gonna be amazing. Yeah, I'm excited. I don't know if I'm more excited for the wedding or for Lion King, <laughs> but I'm excited for the weekend as a whole. Uh, first thing you do if you were Sultan. If I were Sultan, yeah. the first thing I would do, I'm being so cliche, but like genuinely the first thing I would do is like, I would definitely do, I would get to know, kind of like what Jasmine was doing and like yeah. getting to know the, like the people who they're not necessarily exposed to or the right. people who are underrepresented or underserved and like really put my ear to the ground and hear about what the community needs. You know, that's, that's yeah. good. I, I would probably get a Chipotle in the <laughs> palace. Would probably be day day that's one. Why my answers are so cliche <laughs> and so boring. I, but yeah. if you knew me, you would know I'm telling the truth. Like I, I believe you. I believe <laughs> yeah. you. I would. I would definitely do. Yeah, I do Chipotle in there first, <laughs> and then I probably get like a smoothie king next. And then you'd invite people over. Yeah, some enjoy. people though. Like I would definitely. It would be selective. So you know, I definitely would look to help people. But um, you know, maybe just get multiple you Chipotles. Have, you can't help people on an empty stomach. One hundred percent. Yeah. If I'm on an empty stomach, then no one's getting help. Yeah, you're gonna hate me. That's funny. Um, Go to go to slushy flavor. Um, Mountain Dew. Okay. Yeah. You know, I get a different one every single week, I which is crazy. I used to mix them. I used to literally mix them. Yeah. In. People didn't trust me until they tried it, <laughs> and they're like, "Can you do mine here? Like, can you just make it for me?" And I'm like, "Yeah." I, I mix you. my soda. I'm not a soda drinker, but I mix my sodas when I go when they have like the, the machine with a hundred plus flavors. Same. I get one of every single like flavor. Um, my friends think it's like really childish and stupid, but I'm like, it tastes it's really like good. it's really good. Um. I, I do mostly Sprite. That's the that's the trick. Oh, that's the trick. So that's my secret, it's people. Light. It, it's yeah, it's light. Potent, yeah. So I do mostly Sprite, different flavors of Sprite, and then add in like that's you know. Smart. Um, if you had to rewatch the same movie for the rest of your life, what would it be? Mm, Lion King. I've okay. already rewatched it for the rest of my life. Right. Yeah. So I just don't. <laughs> it's my favorite movie of all time. So same that's a, that's a great wow. answer. Yeah. I can't wait to to watch that. <clears throat> yeah. Yeah. They better do a good job. My my parents are reviewing it with me. Oh, are they? That's amazing. They are. Yeah. That's they amazing. they they told me. Choice. They like forced me into. They're like, hey, we're gonna review your favorite movie you of all time have, this summer. I was you like, you know, have I chosen anyone else. Yeah. yeah. It fits. It fits. I'll be there. We'll be there for the wedding. It it kind of all fits. That's so. Amazing. Um. So I, I feel like the last several weeks I've been complaining about my experiences at the movie theater, mm. uh, but it's because I keep going to the wrong theater. Right, um, so I love I love Imagine Cinema, mm-hmm. but the Riviera Cinema in Farmington Hills is the worst one by far. <laughs> but it's right next to where my where I work. I've never been there. Yeah, it's the worst one for sure. It's the worst Imagine, and I, you know I'm going at bad times too. I'm um, going on Five Dollar Tuesday when I know it's going to be packed mm. for a popular movies, um, and then you go to a kids movie, so it's going to be kids in there screaming, yelling, crying, right. um, and, and people are just so people are so inconsiderate. Like mm. that's what you just realize is you know there's a lady who's like someone was in her wrong seat, so she stands in front of me like I'm not the wrong seat. It's like one over, roll mm. back, but just completely ignoring the fact that like you're not made of glass. So. Uh, that's that annoying. that annoyed me. Um, I also hate when it's a huge movie theater like that and in a theater where you pick your own seats and you can see where someone's sitting and you still end up sitting next to me. Like I like having a space 
And then I was thinking to myself, like, is it worth it to just buy two seats from now on a father or two just so I don't have to sit next to one, someone? Wow. And I was like, you know, maybe I look into that's like unfortunate that you yeah. have to even think about that. I know, yeah, I, I just hate I hate being right next to people. That's, that's probably a personal problem more no, than but anything. Like, yeah. But uh, and then I, I was like, wait, maybe I should look into like not immediately right now, but franchising theaters since I love going to movie theaters. Like, I wonder how much it would be to like franchise a theater when I get older. That so. would be such a cool way to connect like this podcast to like that. It, you know what? That would a be a crazy. Thing. Yeah, yeah, be that would cool. be a crazy connection. So, so we'll see. Yeah, so maybe there'll be like a, a Todd. Imagine theater somewhere sometime soon. So TBD, um, but to the movie. Um, so the IMDb description, <clears throat> if you're not familiar with Aladdin, which I'm sure you probably are with the original, um, a kind-hearted street urchin and a power-hungry grand vizier vie for a magic lamp that has the power to make their deepest wishes come true. Uh, it was released last Friday, May 24th. Um, notable cast, we have Will Smith. Uh, I do not know how to pronounce the actor for Aladdin. What's uh, his name? Mena, and then how you pronounce oh, it? Mena yeah, I was gonna, I was gonna guess. That's so why I, I was gonna guess that. So yeah, I, was I honestly close. don't know how to pronounce his first name either. It's uh, a very common name. Naomi Scott uh, as Jasmine, and Nassim uh, Pedrad as Dahlia. Um, she's also from New Girl, oh, so that's cool. why I recognize her from. I love that oh, yeah. show. Okay, um, okay. Did you watch New Girl? I, I watched a few episodes okay. and her face looked familiar. Yeah. I, I didn't connect it. Yeah, she's in it. Um, so, yeah. So, I, I recognized her. I follow her on Instagram. I saw she was posting a lot about Aladdin, but I, I don't know why. I just didn't, didn't think she was in it. it. Yeah. yeah, I thought she was just, like, really cool with the cast. And I'm right. like, okay, that's dope. Um, director is Guy Ritchie, who also did Sherlock Holmes. The first Sherlock Holmes is really good. They're coming out with a third. The second one was trash. I, I don't know if I, I watched the third um, King Arthur, Legend of the Sword, that came out two years ago. Mm -hmm. um, that wasn't bad. It's more of an at-home movie. I don't know if you go to the theater to see it. And then The Man from Uncle, which was horrible. Mm -hmm. So kind of kind of shaky, Guy Ritchie. Um, and then I'll get on. I'll go on my, my rants about this movie as well. Mm -hmm. uh, screenplay by John August, uh, who also did Charlie and the Chocolate Factory, terrible remake of Willy Wonka and the Chocolate Factory, which is one of my favorite movies. Uh, Big Fish, uh, Charlie's Angels, Full Throttle, and uh, Frank and Weenie. So uh, a weird um, assortment of movies that he's wrote and screenplays right. for. Uh, runtime for this movie, two hours and eight minutes. Again, I mentioned this several podcasts ago, but how I feel like that like range is super popular right now as far as like movie times. Yeah. Like right in that like like last like I was going through last last week was like two hours, ten minutes, like right around like not pat somewhere between two hours and like two hours twenty minutes is like right. the sweet spot now. Um all right, so what, what, do you have any initial thoughts that you'd like to get off your chest before we get into that? No, let's just get into it. <laughs> <laughs> All right, so pre-going to see this movie, this is the least... So I, I love... Let me preface it. I love Disney. Right. Really, really love Disney. Um, have the soundtrack. have playlists on my phone. Um, you know, definitely grew up a huge Disney kid. Um, I've never been less excited for a Disney film. Like I was not excited to go see this movie. Why? I it looked like it was gonna be whack from the wow. like I was like it did not look like it was gonna be and Aladdin is the original Aladdin is one of my favorite Disney films. So you walked in with why did you walk in with low expectations? Um couple things. So I think one, a lot of the previews weren't really grabbing me. Two, uh as much as I love Will Smith, I didn't think that he was going to be a better genie mm. um than Robin Williams. Um because that's, I think it's just an iconic role and a, a perfect, I think certain roles are just perfect fits. 
you know, Robin Williams also being so great at impersonations and voices yeah. like that. That's a huge part of what Genie was in the mm-hmm. first one. Mm-hmm. Um, so that worried me. The CGI effects of how Will looked worried me. Mm-hmm. Um, it, it, Disney's live action whole campaign right now worries me in general because there is a lot of hit or miss. I was just I just saw Dumbo and reviewed that was not a huge fan of Dumbo. Um, but like Jungle Book was really good. Uh, Maleficent was really good. And I talk about the difference between what they're doing with those and what they're doing with this and Dumbo um, and some of the misses. Right. But um, but that had me a little, a little worried. So each one I'm going into kind of like hesitant. This one, especially like the from the previews to the, I mean, at, I think maybe it was, I think they released the second trailer that kind of got me excited. But other than mm-hmm. that, like everything else I kind of saw and it, it just wasn't grabbing me. Yeah, I um, felt the same way. Yeah, so that's, yeah, I was about to say, yeah, how did you feel? Like, yeah, I mean, so- I, I also just didn't really like Aladdin that much. Um, the original? Yeah, okay. because of and because I'm Arab and we grew up ah, like, hyper yep. aware of, like, the, the stereotypes that now are mainstream. Like, people are now aware of, like, the really negative or single story ways that they've portrayed us. Yeah. Um, obviously, like, I love Princess Jasmine just because I'm like, oh, she's Arab and I'm Arab, you know, right. when you're a little kid. But even just objectively, it was never one of my favorite Disney movies. Yeah. Um, but going into this one, I was already expecting to be underwhelmed and then possibly even offended by certain parts of it. Yeah. So I went in with that um, <clears throat> with very yeah. low expectation as well. Yeah. So in this one, were there parts that you felt were offensive? Yeah. Yeah? <laughs> yeah. We're not Indian. Like, yeah. I love the Indian community. Yeah. I, I, who, we don't dance like that. Like yeah. That's, that was literally a Bollywood, like dance and, yeah and maybe i'm i'm wrong but i've seen bollywood before and yeah. that looked way closer to bollywood than anything that i've seen right. ever not just here in our community but also yeah. in the middle east like there were so many parts where they've conflated our culture with other cultures mm-hmm. uh, just out of ignorance out of ignorance but the irony and i was reading up on this before coming on the show yeah they actually in in an effort to be preventative um, in perpetuating those same issues, mm-hmm. they had like a whole committee of people who um, I'm gonna read it directly just because it's like it's yeah. actu- it's actually really funny. Yeah, I remember so you they, said you had an article. They had um, I'm gonna read this part. So they didn't want to. They wanted to avoid repeating the same problems in the live action version of Aladdin. So they sought advice from a community advisory council comprised of Middle Eastern, South Asian, and Muslim scholars, activists, and creatives. Mm-hmm. Um, an old professor of ours at the University of Michigan, Evelyn El Sultani, is one of the women who was asked to be on that. And so she writes an article talking about yeah. how they tried to consult with us on how to not do the same stuff that they did in the first Aladdin. Yeah. And then they kind of like in her very, she puts it really nicely, but basically says that they dropped the ball. Yeah. Um, Cause there were some of the parts where it's just like, what? Yeah. Like, so I think it was just the depiction of us in general. Mm-hmm. Um, there, you always run the risk of kind of like exoticizing us. And mm-hmm. that's something I've dealt with my whole life as well, where if people don't understand your culture. They depend on what they see in the mainstream media. Right. And a lot of times what they see is like this image of us as like these really exotic or orientalist figures, which is like very far from the truth. Yeah. And I think that the movie definitely perpetuated a lot of that. Interesting. Yeah. It's, you know, I always love hearing about, um, you know, things I'm ignorant to as well. Like things that I wouldn't have picked up on. Yeah. Right? Cause just because out of me not having enough information. So it's always interesting to hear like that perspective. Yeah. Um, it's, it is, it's super interesting hearing the perspective of they went out to prevent that. Yeah. And I wonder where they, where they missed. Like did they not take suggestions from that council? Yeah. Did they only let the council in on certain decisions and not 
enlighten them on some of the other things that they were doing, yeah. and maybe that's the stuff that went unnoticed. And then also, I think another another part that's really important is is no matter who you get, like uh, one person or five or ten or fifteen people can't speak for an entire 100%. group of people. Absolutely, you know you can't generalize. So like when you know someone asked me like, "Is this offensive to black people?" and I was like, "Even if I right. say no, it's not offensive to me." That doesn't mean that it's okay for you to just do it's that so for true. every black person that you come across. So you can't generalize. So I think that that's it speaks to that as well. Yeah. So that's <clears throat> that's very interesting. Said that. I have very strong opinions about this because. Yeah. As someone who has a platform of my own, yeah. I am the epitome of what it means to be a Dearborn girl. And yeah. like what that means is like Arab Muslim girl with a certain vibe, certain attitude, educated a certain like in certain schools. Mm-hmm. We talk a certain way. We look a certain way. We act a certain way. But even with that, like there's a lot of like I guess we've kind of branded ourselves. Mm-hmm. I would never claim to represent anyone but myself. Right. You know, right, like exactly. I represent my community as an individual, but right. I, I cannot speak on behalf of even people who have the same exact identity markers as me yeah. and have grown up in the same household as I have. Like I yeah. don't I don't think anyone should do that. And so when people use their platform and perpetuate what's called like the single story, like right. this idea that everyone is just this two dimensional figure. Right. It's it's kinda it's really harmful, honestly. Yeah, 100%. In, in the long term. Um, there was one thing I wanted to say about, like, your your point about, like, I wonder, did they let them in on certain decisions or, like, where they dropped the ball? Yeah. I think people don't realize the implicit, like, in subconscious biases that they walk in with. Mm-hmm. So I'm walking in trying to understand. Let's say I have a committee of people from a certain race. Like, let's mm-hmm. say I'm trying to talk about... Like, even when I was just talking about being... My parents are both from the south of Lebanon. Yeah. I didn't grow up there, right? So let's say I get a committee of people in that community. Right. And I sit down with them. If I don't walk in with as clean of a slate in my brain as I possibly could have... Yeah. I'm going to look at anything they say or do through the lens that I already brought with me. That is true. And so I think that's what might have happened is, like, they they had good intentions yeah. walking in and having this committee. But if they didn't cleanse the lens that they walked in with, they're going to take all of that feedback... And just kind of like taint it with the lens that they already yeah. walked in with, and then then um, implement that in yeah. a way that's not really responsible. Yeah, that's that's a good point. Yeah, that's a, that's a really great point. I you know I hadn't really thought of it that as I'm viewing it, I hadn't thought about that. So I'm glad you brought. I'm glad I had you on as a guest yeah. to bring that up. Yeah. Um, but yeah, I definitely think they dropped the ball. I mean, that's not what I had down for why they dropped, but they dropped the ball in a lot of other ways too, just from an even just entertaining standpoint. Right. You know, even if you are a person like like I said, like me who wasn't even aware about everything you just shared, um, that I just it I didn't like from the original. Yep. And even and obviously as an original, as a kid, I'm not aware of, you know, I, I don't even know the first time I probably watched it, I didn't even know about like biases right. and all that stuff because i you know you're innocent you're a kid yeah you're just watching a, a cartoon which sucks because then you're most like susceptible <clears throat> to those 100 because you're not filtering them you know? no no you don't know any difference i you know i didn't know what the difference i didn't know what racism was when i first right. watched this film so right. you know that type of stuff um but yeah i you know i think that just from the story um and comparing it to the original uh they didn't have a lot of backstory going into this one um you start off with like will um, yo, Will. Okay, so I have a lot to say about Will, but and I and I again, I love Will Will Smith. Um, he has the greatest Instagram account ever. <laughs> he does. He um, that's someone who uses his platform ever. very responsibly. Yeah. And he's and he's always been. You you know you go back to Will. He's always, always been, been the Will. super positive, yep. 
outgoing, like loving guy. Like Absolutely. he always. And when's the last time you ever heard anything negative about Will Smith? Yeah. Never. Bad pub. Never. Right. So I have the utmost respect for Will. Um, I never want to hear him sing again uh, in a movie ever. <laughs> so that's, that's so funny. I never want to hear him sing again in a movie. Uh, it opens with that. Like I said, they didn't give us a lot of backstory. I think they relied on us having seen the original. Yeah, that's um, true. Which honestly, you know, I would have. If you're gonna do this, I feel like they would have been better off fresh, clean slate, trying to market to the younger kids who I, hadn't seen the I original, agree. not to the people like agree. me who have seen the original and love the original. You have a framework that you're comparing it to, yeah. so now you're dropping the ball on both ends. Yeah. I, like I honestly was, what at the beginning yeah. I was expecting them to just remix the whole movie, which I probably yeah. would have preferred. You know, I would have, and, and I'm going to talk about that at the end, but I, I definitely think they should have went a different route. I think in general with these type of movies, they need to go a different route. Mm-hmm. Disney, uh, you know, definitely needs to go Except a different route. Except for Lion King. Don't change Lion King. Don't change a thing. Do not either. It, yo, don't even <laughs> get me started on Lion King. They better not mess it up. I would be so Lion sad. King better be, be, there's no reason for them to mess up Lion if King. they don't it's make a, me cry when Mufasa dies, they messed up. Right? Yeah. So bad. It's a, yeah, Right? It's like, I, I still fast forward. I fast forward that part every time really? every time I, I like to if like, it's on tv live i, like I turn it off and, and wait to like watch it oh every time it goes off somebody yeah <laughs> anybody yeah no every single time when that hat like as soon as long live the king throws him off fast forward to when he wakes up with Tim, uh Aww. timon and pumbaa every single time so emotional. um i just yeah i can't watch that part um <laughs> but uh but yeah they they dropped the ball there with the with the backstory um also differences from the original uh, you know, I was annoyed, like like I said, I was annoyed very early on. Again, I went in that way, like I was already ready to be disappointed. Um, they changed the light, and, and now you're going to hear me say a whole bunch of really petty changes, it's but okay. because this I love... what you do, yeah. Yeah, because I love the original and because I loved, you know, I really love Disney, and you watch a movie over and over again. I watched right. the cartoon, the Aladdin cartoon that came on, Wait, Toon can Disney. can I guess one of the petty changes? What? Because this low-key pissed me off a lot, and it was so petty. So I didn't even talk about it. Okay, what is it? Why did they make him eat dates instead of bread? Oh, I didn't I didn't even think about that. That bothered me. The bread looked so yeah, good in the cartoon. It did, and it really he, did. You know, he stole the bread and then he gave it to the yeah. babies. Yeah, dates. Who wants dates? Yeah. But like it was like, yeah. bro, like you could have found a really nice Just get a loaf, loaf of bread. bread. Yeah. Like it'll make me feel the way I felt when I was young. Yeah, and right. I was watching it. Okay. Yeah, I, I guess th- I'm I'm very petty too. No, no, that's fair. No, I mean again, I, I don't understand the unnecessary like they took creative liberties on things that didn't need to be changed. Mm-hmm. There was no reason, like, exactly. There's no reason to change that. Um, change the landscape of Agrabah. Like, Agrabah was like, I remember what the castle looked like. Mm-hmm. Why, why, for what? Why change it? Like, just because yeah. you were just like, oh, we're going to switch. Like, unnecessary switches. Mm-hmm. Um, why alter the script? You know, they switched different things around. Again, if you're going to alter the script and make it more, um, more appropriate and more culturally relevant mm-hmm. and sensitive, then do that, right. but you didn't do it. So you already you you dropped the ball on that, yeah. obviously. So if you're not gonna do that, you might as well just kept the original, um, or not made it at all. Like just leave it. Um, why is this 38 minutes longer than the original? So I I think that you have to. I said this with Dumbo too. Like the the remake Dumbo was like twice the twice as long as the original. Why are you making these movies twi- like the original is perfect? What you didn't give me 38 minutes worth of good content right. to make it longer. So that didn't make sense. Mm. Um, Again, right now I'm just going through all the complaints, but <laughs> <laughs> just get it off my chest. Yeah. Ton of CGI um, that they had in this movie, mm-hmm. right? So a ton of CGI. Um, so they shouldn't have gotten it. For? I don't know to be honest with you. Uh, I know what it is. What I just is don't it? know what it. What, so like the like genie was oh, CGI. Oh, the okay, monkey okay. was CGI. The tiger That's was CGI cool. like that. Yeah. 
So I actually don't know what it stands for. I should, probably should know that. No, it's, um, okay. it's certain acronyms that you just use all yeah, the time yeah, that you don't even for know. Sure. Um, but yeah, so they should have got those effects better. Like if you're gonna have that, like the genie just the genie effects pissed me off because it, it wasn't terrible. But like to compare it to a film that I just recently reviewed, Pokemon, like Detective Pikachu, that the, the CGI for that was amazing. Wow. Um, so I, you know, if you're gonna do this, Disney, come on, don't don't cut corners. Um, Never had a friend like me. One of my favorite Disney moments, like that song, the lyrics, so Robin Williams, the effects, the whole yeah. performance. One of my favorite Disney moments. Um, I mean, I'd say that that's probably a classic Disney mm-hmm. moment, like even just for anyone. Um, they they butchered it. Yeah. They, they definitely butchered it. I like, mean, even A Whole New World, was, was, it just fell flat. Whack. Yeah. Like, what are you all doing? Why did they add, the, listen, we can save this because I have a lot of opinions about this one, but the Speechless <laughs> song, when Yo, she's like, I oh won't go speechless. I'm like, it, I yeah. wish you, like, I hope you will, because you need to stop singing. Yeah. Please, <laughs> please shut up. Yeah, she she had to stop. I'm glad. So we can talk about that though. But yeah. yo, no, yeah, we can talk about it now. It so the speechless song. Th- this um, is my opinion. This is this yeah, is yeah, I can literally ahead. see, th- I can literally see this playing out. This yep. group of people, you know, producing, directing the film, whatever, and going and consulting with this board of Middle Eastern, South Asian, Muslim people. And trying to understand something. And so a lot of times, and this happens to us, and honestly, mm-hmm. this happens to us in real time with the Dearborn Girl podcast. Mm-hmm. People walk in with all their assumptions about how Arab or Muslim women live. Mm-hmm. And when we, when they ask us questions and we answer them, you can tell that they haven't left their implicit biases behind at the door because they code our responses in their bias, right? Mm-hmm. And so yeah. they still walk out of the door believing <sighs> that we're oppressed women who are silenced and subservient to our men and our men are extremely oppressive and like spend a day in our houses and like you'll just you'll you'll know that that's not true. Mm-hmm. And so I think that that was a situation where they wanted to like paint the modern day Muslim woman. They thought they were doing our community a favor by mm-hmm. depicting Jasmine the way they depicted her, um, where she's just speaking out against all these men and then these men just start evaporating, including her father. Did, I don't know if you paid attention to that yep. part. Yep. And, like the dad evaporates and they all dissolve and like then she becomes sultan. And like, don't get me wrong, I'm all for women empowering themselves, yeah. right? I just thought that the way that they did it was not tasteful at all. No. Um, I felt like they just they didn't complicate the narrative at all they just made it the same old narrative yeah. of oppressive man women being oppressed in silence women has to like fight like speak out against these men and just yeah. like sing this really annoying obnoxious song about not going speechless yeah and it's just like they there's just for- so much more to that narrative and they try to make it seem like arab and muslim women are the ones who like white women are oppressed yeah black women are oppressed yep. like all women around the world are oppressed, you yep. know, and like things don't look the same from culture to culture. That oppression manifests itself differently. Yep. But for some reason, like people are obsessed with freeing, you know, and li- like giving liberty to the Arab Muslim woman. Yeah. When that's not true. Like that's the that's like the antithesis to like yeah. what it means for us to self-liberate. You yeah. Know? Yeah. So I agree. I just was shuddering the whole time. Like, oh, my God. Oh, my God. Stop. It's cringeworthy. You know, I- I'm tired of like the really forced narrative here. Like when you try to put these pieces in, again, that piece did not fit for the moment. At all. They just threw in this, this, um, you know, this song at a point where it didn't make sense. The whole narrative wasn't female empowerment. Mm-hmm. They just threw it in there. Um, at the end, she becomes Sultan instead of them changing the, instead of the Sultan changing the room, she becomes Sultan. Um, again, doing this, it's very forced. Um, and if you watch enough movies, you're noticing. So, 
all the movies are doing it. It's obviously, um, you know, you'd like to believe that it's done out of people genuinely trying to bring attention and awareness to the issue and them actually trying to empower. But it feels opportunistic. Um, And, you know, I'm starting to notice trends. So I wrote down a list. So, I, you know, I'm I'm going through and I'm like, man, I feel like I keep talking about this on the podcast. Mm. And I went through. So here's a list of all the movies I reviewed thus far, and I've only been doing this for half a year, mm. um, that include either A, a strong female lead, and, they, and they're like really, and that's not necessarily a bad, like don't, don't get me wrong, I'm not saying that's a bad thing. Mm-hmm. But again, I'm feeling like it's, it's feeling opportunistic at mm-hmm. this point. And, you know, it's becoming a trend where it's just like, okay, we're going to try to make money because off this of this message. Exactly. Yeah, because this is what's, this is this what's in, cool. this is what's this talked is about. Right. Um, but, um, yeah, you know, includes a female lead, female focus, has a component in it where they do this really campy, like whether it's a song or, you know, an Avengers where all the women at the end come together and they have the scene where they're all walking in slow motion mm-hmm. and about to fight and they tell the guys, like, we got this and this is really corny. Um, and it feels like they put it in at the end of the movie instead of, like, it was in the original script that they did a while ago. It's like, ooh, this is like a, everyone will love this. You know, this might make headlines. And, it, you know, it's like we get what you're doing. Um, Long Shot, mm-hmm. I just reviewed. Um, obviously, Charlize Theron is powerful woman, and you know the Seth Rogen is the nerdy guy who ends up with her, but she's super powerful, and you know it's an oppressive. <clears throat> she works for <clears throat> an idiot, oppressive president, and all this stuff. So, Long Shot, Avengers, like I just mentioned that moment. Uh, Little, which um, yeah, Easter Yep, exactly. Little um, Dumbo had a component in that uh, where they made where they made mention of that. Um, where the young girl wanted to be, I think she wanted to be a scientist. And, you know, the guy told her, like, ha, you can never be a scientist. And it was like, I think her own father, like, put her down. And, you know, mm-hmm. someone told her, you could, don't let him tell you, don't let anyone tell you what you can't be, something like that. And it was just like, it was out of place. It just didn't fit. Um, us, obviously, Lupita Nyong'o, mm-hmm. um, you know, leading the charge there. Um, and she definitely should get, um, she definitely should get an Emmy for that. Uh, or Oscar, I'm sorry, for that performance, um, playing both the the um, the hero and the villain. Uh, How to Train Your Dragon mm-hmm. um, had had a component of that, uh, where the the female dragon that comes into play in this one is like the most powerful dragon and all that stuff. Uh, Captain Marvel, obviously, uh, isn't it romantic? Rebel Wilson playing on uh, romance uh, stereotypes, and you know she's the lead woman in this. Uh, the Lego movie two even had a component in there where, and and I talked about it on that podcast where, um, you know, a lot of times movies reflect current issues. Um, Mary Poppins, obviously Ralph breaks the internet had a, had a huge scene where Disney, they had all the Disney princesses and they're talking about how, you know, the, the stereotypes where a man has to save them. I mean, they go on it for like a good five, 10, 15 minutes Mm. talking about it in that movie, crazy rich Asians. Um, you know, speaks on it as well a little bit. Yeah. Um, and then strong female lead. So it, you're, you're seeing a trend, and I'd like to think that, again, it's just people being inclusive and having, like, pure intentions with it. Right. But ultimately, I know it's, they're, they're making money. So, you know, they're, they're a business, so they're doing this intentionally. Mm-hmm. Like I've spoken before about, like, Black Panther, how that movie was the first Marvel movie to come out in February during Black History Month. Right. And you're getting, like, that's part of marketing. Like, like, don't get it twisted. Like, the people in the boardroom, they're not doing this because they're like, we really want to empower. It's because they saw that, like, okay, the power of the black dollar, and then they, they capitalized on that. Facts. So. 100%. Aladdin came out during Ramadan. That's a yeah, huge deal, yeah. you know. And I, I thought I kind of side eyed that too, and I mm-hmm. was wondering like, was that intentional? You know, yeah. I always have mixed feelings about wanting to capitalize on culture without truly empathizing with or appreciating it. Mm-hmm. And I'm just, I always have like, 
I, I don't have mixed feelings. I have strong feelings about yeah, that. But. Yeah, agreed. So, um, you know, we're, we're not stupid. Like, you yeah. know what I mean? Like, we're not, we're not stupid. Like, we, yeah. we see what you're doing. Like, you know, and it, it might work. You might make money from it. But, like, you know, it's not slick. You're not subtle. It's not slick. Um, so, yeah. So, you know, again, <laughs> going on with all the things I had to say about Aladdin and, and why it, uh, it bothered me. Uh, it was subtle change in the lyrics. It was, like, one song, like, uh, one jump had, like, one lyric change, like one line change, and I was pissed. And I was like, Dang. "Why? But why? Why would you like? It's petty, but at the same time, like, why would you change it? It was, um, it. it was. Uh, I was gonna write it down, but I was like, Todd, don't do that. That's not necessary. You're so funny. Um, <laughs> it was. I can't remember. I wish you wrote it down. Right, right now, I wish I wrote it down. <laughs> it's okay. Um, but yeah, it was. It was one line change, and I was. If I, if I, like, if I heard it again, like, I'd know right away what it was. Like, if, as soon as it, he said it, but mm-hmm. I was like, no, that's why. Why would you do that? It was no. It was not necessary at all. Um, it didn't change the meaning or anything. It was like they literally just changed the, the line. It's almost as if they didn't know the original lyrics. Mm-hmm. Um, like I said, I wrote down both Jasmine songs were whack. So mm-hmm. we talked about the last one. The Super first one was whack. whack, too. I don't even remember what, what the, first the first one was. One? I don't know. She even. did Speechless two different times. Oh, that was Was it, it both Speechless? Once, and then I'm like, ugh. And then it came back, <laughs> and I'm like, please, no. Oh, like, so that was. So it was Speechless yeah, again. It was the same she did it thing. Twice. Um, I was annoyed both times. Like, what were you doing with the music? A Whole New World is actually one of my go-to karaoke songs, so that hurt me, too, mm-hmm. um, that they it messed that so up. Flat. It just, it, it didn't get it. Um, going through the characters, mm-hmm. um, so Jeannie and Will Smith, which I talked about earlier with the CGI and, and him, you know, taking over the role that, that Robin Williams had prior. Right. Um, like I said, never want to hear him sing again. Yeah. Uh, him replacing Robin Williams to me was like, uh, Jared Leto replacing Heath Ledger mm. for Joker. Mm-hmm. Like it was on that it's line hard. of like you can't. It's just tricky though. It's like a it's a lose lose situation. It's a, it is. So like I think I actually really enjoyed Will Smith because mm-hmm. I I came in knowing I was watching Will Smith. Not the you know genie. what that and that's, you know like yeah. I was watching Will Smith. Like I yeah. was not watching the genie. I was watching Will Smith be the genie and like to me that was cool because I love Will Smith and I think Same. I think he made it his own. Yeah. But obviously like I knew I wasn't watching the genie that I watched when I was a little kid. Right. Um, so that I actually think Aladdin was a perfect Aladdin though. That's yeah. a good thing I will say. You about did like Aladdin. I did like Aladdin as Aladdin. I did. I did not like Aladdin as Aladdin. Go uh, ahead, tell me. <laughs> I thought I didn't think he was a good actor, but at the same time, I had to. I had to analyze everyone's acting, and then yeah. it was like, you know what? I think Disney gave them like this direction that was really campy. And like corny and stuff like, and when you're trying to like you're trying to act like cartoons, yeah, right, which you just can't. So then you come across like a a clown, like it's like like things that people don't normally say or do, right? Yeah, and in the cartoon, it it made sense and it fits, but like when you try to do that same thing as a person, as a real person, it's kind of weird. Yeah, and I think also when you're constantly comparing, you know, when you are using the same, you know, me wanting to see the exact same line, the exact same story, when you do that as a real person, it's weird. It's weird. Um, so I so I get it. I get it. That's tough. That's a tough line to straddle. Sounded just like him. Like his voice. He did. They did find a good sound. Like him. He did. Yeah. So I felt like he was Aladdin. Jasmine was definitely not Jasmine. Nah. At all. No, that that didn't fit it. She didn't, didn't fit. fit um, was Dahlia a thing in Aladdin in the no. cartoon? Okay. No, Dahlia was one not other positive ish thing that I will say though that mm-hmm. I noticed, and this is because so the way that you look at like film and like notice all those little details, that's how I am about like race and like mm-hmm. those kinds of issues. And I noticed that any person in a subordinate position was lighter skinned than their superior. And oh, I was just like, wow, hmm. okay. And I felt like that was intentional. Yeah. And I think the reason that 
like so like Dahlia was lighter than Jasmine. Yeah. Um the so I guess like the genie is tricky, mm-hmm. but him being mo- the most powerful, like him being deemed the most powerful and being a black man, like yeah. them constantly like saying that. Yeah. Um I think I, I don't there were a couple or at least one other example that I remember like I pointed out and I wanted hmm. to say, but I found that that was interesting because oftentimes we're so conditioned to see the person who's in like a servant position as someone yeah. darker yeah. Than, than like the Always, princess. Yeah. Uh, so that was interesting. Yeah, that is. And then, like, the one that was, like, made out to look like the biggest idiot was the white guy. Yeah. I'm like, okay, Disney. Right, yeah, yeah. <laughs> Definitely, yeah, intentional. <laughs> yeah. Definitely intentional, trying to trying to reverse the script there a little bit. Yeah. Um, again, they're, you know, they're, like, again, going back to Black Panther, um, you know, Marvel's under Disney now. So Disney's doing a lot of this stuff intentionally. Yeah. You know, they're overseeing the, the um, you know, Marvel Studios as well as, the Star Wars franchise. Yeah, you see, right. the Star Wars franchise, when they did this re-up, it's a, it's a female Jedi that's the, that's the lead mm-hmm. for this one, right? So it's they're doing stuff intentionally. Again, I, you know, my thing is I I know they're doing it to make a dollar and to capitalize. Yep. The plus though, the really really big plus is that kids don't know that, so that's the kids see that and they're like, then this is becoming normal for them, which for is really sure. cool. For sure. So that's that type of stuff is like, you know what? Even though that I'm smart enough and I can look at it. At least the kids don't. Yep. So you know they're seeing this, which is which is important. You know, like it to, and, you know, and I'm not saying it's kids are seeing important. this and they're just saying you know the same thing. So I don't want to see. You know, I think it should be mixed in. Mm-hmm. So you see different different types of heroes. Yeah. Like you know, you don't want the scales to tip all the way over. Mm-hmm. Like you don't want every hero to be black and every hero to be a woman. But you do want some. You want it to be evenly. It should be evenly dispersed. Mm-hmm. Everyone can be a hero. Everyone can be a leader. Everyone mm-hmm. can. So you know that I'm definitely not here to say like everyone should just look just like me. No, because mm-hmm. then you just get the same problem, but on my side instead of the other side. So I, don't I think it should that. be no, no, no. I don't think it could ever be the same problem. But that I have yeah. very like strong opinions about this stuff. Yeah. And this is something that Yasmin and I actually talk about a lot with the podcast. And it's um I can just turn it back around yeah. on us just so it's more relatable. But right. Uh, I think that when things are so unfair in society, yeah. sometimes in order to bring it m- closer to fairness, you need to tip the scale way over to the other end because yeah. of the fact that it's already tipped so far in in a different direction. Right. A perfect example is that Dearborn is obviously in a large Arab community. Right. Majority of those Arabs are Lebanese. Yep. Lebanese people are the lighter skinned Arabs. Um, and a lot of times perpetuate colorism within our community. Yeah. And one thing that we've been trying to be super, super aware of in our episodes is having over 50% or more of our episodes be non-Lebanese women. Yeah. Even though that doesn't match the demographic of Dearborn, like it's yeah. actually difficult for us to get that representation because right. of the fact that we, like Lebanese people, are the most populous. Right. It's so important and urgent for those reasons that we like tip that skill yep. so that what people are seeing, like we're challenging the norms that people see. And so like, I think in modern day society, just to bring it back to movies, like you don't see black people in these positions. You don't see women of color in these positions. And in order to really start cracking like your norms in your head of what you're seeing and what you're perceiving as like normal, you need to kind of like overexpose, I think the other side of the story. So I I a hundred percent agree with that. hundred percent agree. I just don't think it should stay. That way, like I think if you tip if you tip the seesaw, like cool, mm-hmm. like because because you're right, mm-hmm. it's a lot of making up to do. So a like lot, even if they yeah. did it for the next hundred years, and it was they like won't. that, right? Let's they won't. Real. Yeah, absolutely, it won't. But you can um, never ask for too much. No, I don't think those asks 
will be delivered right on our terms. Hundred percent, hundred percent. But and I yeah exactly yeah it'll it'll never it'll never be that way mm-hmm. right like it's it's always gonna be and it'll always be an issue of you know racism classism mm-hmm. um, prejudice you know and and not just you know again not just with race but you know a lot of different areas and mm-hmm. but For yeah sure. I, I think you yeah realistically the scales will never be tipped all the way yeah um, fairly and be balanced out mm-hmm. um, but in ideal world you would like to see everything evenly distributed mm-hmm. in a perfect world in a perfect world. that'll For never sure. happen Agreed. but in a perfect world. Um, but yeah, Jasmine was not Jasmine. Uh, the yeah. Sultan, you know, the Sultan shouldn't. I, I I pictured him being short, just like he was. <laughs> There's like, so many men who look like that in real life. Like they really needed to just find someone who looked just like the Sultan. Like literally, get Peter Dinklage That's to play so mu- the Sultan. <laughs> like he should have been Sultan. There's there's so much to his character being this short, cute little right? dainty guy, you know. Yeah. And I feel like they ruined it. Yeah, like he was like always like really simple and stuff like that in the cartoon and the you know in the movie. What I do love though, I will say again, a positive in light of all the negative. Um, and this is something that stuck true for the first Aladdin as well. I love the way they characterize the father-daughter relationship because yeah. I think they did do a, a decent job complicating like how things are with our dads yeah. where our dads truly want what's best for us mm-hmm. and truly want us to live a life that they believe will lead to happiness. Mm-hmm. And I think the Sultan was never forceful with Jasmine, even yeah. in cartoon form. Right. And that's how it is with our dads. Like they're not, and I know a lot of times mainstream media like would depict it differently. Yeah. And that's kind of why I appreciated them like making the relationship look like what it is in any household with a father and his daughter, of right. them being overprotective sometimes, but really wanting what's best for her and wanting her to be happy. And then when she does challenge him and prove to be right about it, they're happy for us because they were always right. wanting our happiness. It wasn't like they wanted us to live like a life based on their terms, right? You know, yep, and I think exactly. that's sometimes when they do try to characterize Middle Eastern women or Muslim women, that's kind of like they try to make it seem like the father is oppressive and trying to force a lifestyle on the woman when mm-hmm. often when it's just them being loving fathers. Yeah. So I did kind of appreciate the Sultan Jasmine. Um, yeah, dynamic. Dynamic, especially towards the end. Yeah, I, I thought it was clever how they did the. Again, why why change the original if you're not gonna make it for the better? But yeah. how they change the dynamic of um, like the the motive for why Jafar wanted to be Sultan yeah. and, and you know her mother dying and you know him wanting to invade her mother's mm-hmm. you know homeland, uh, homeland yeah. and stuff. So that that was interesting how they kind of switched that up, uh, which led me to a point I have at the end of what they could have done better and how they could have changed the script. Mm-hmm. Um, Jafar wasn't imposing enough. Like I feel like he like in the in the movie, he kind of mm-hmm. eat like he was scary. In the in the original, like he looked creepy, mm-hmm. right? He like in this one, cute in this was, one. I was like, oh, <laughs> you're okay. on the other side, <laughs> man. You're rooting for Jafar. I, mean, in this I one. hated his personality, yeah. but he was like, cute. I'm like, okay, I don't, I don't feel disgusted looking at right. him. Right. Yeah, so. yeah, they didn't. He wasn't like super imposing. And that's like, another thing. Jafar was super dark in yeah. the cartoon. Yeah, yeah, you was. So I was like, oh, yeah, that's good. Scar super dark. He's yep, the darkest exactly. line. Yeah, yeah, that used to piss me off. Yeah, <laughs> the hyenas had like Latina, yeah. Latino accents. <laughs> Horrible. Um, so okay, so with with the humor again, they they hit and miss with a lot of the humor. Um, but when he was in there trying to impress her, um, the initial time when he was like Prince Ali, 
and he was just making a fool of himself. And and Will looked, yeah, Will Smith looked at him jam. and said, "It's a." He said, "It's cold and it's cold and it's dark in that lamp." But I preferred to this. I was I laughed. I, like, I was like, "That was that was funny." That was hilarious. Um, the dancing part when he's just controlling him was yeah, kind of funny. Yeah. There, there was like it was so silly that you almost had to like be yeah, like, "Yeah, it was, was kind of very funny. Will Smith." Yeah, hundred you percent. Know? Yeah. Uh, it yeah it like puts you in the mindset like Hitch the, like when they're dancing yeah, and Hitch. Hitch and even the like, Fresh Prince just like his, yeah. like his spirit. Hundred percent. When he had the he had the line in there when he said um, he when he was trying to spit game to Dahlia mm-hmm. and he was like I noticed you noticing me which is a, a yeah, Fresh yeah, Prince line 100%. and now it just took me back to the show and I was like yes they brought in the Fresh Prince line. It's so um, I know he probably gets tired of like people being like Fresh Prince but right. it's like yo that's like that's Smith, so many people's childhood like right. you know what I mean Will uh, Will Smith is Fresh Prince so sure. um, so that was that was dope uh, when <laughs> when they were about to arrest Jafar. And you just heard Iago go like, rub the lamp. Yeah, I just, I was dying there too. Like, <laughs> he was stressing. But yeah, that was, that was funny. Um, like I said, favorite part was the Fresh Prince thing. And then the end. So the end of the original Aladdin when he frees Genie mm-hmm. is another one of my favorite Disney moments. Yeah. Like that was the part that I always like teared up. Like when he's like, you know, I free you Genie. And he's like, and Genie starts tearing up and they hug at the end or whatever. Like that was always like a really sentimental part of the original one. Mm. This one, they didn't completely mess it up. It was still sentimental for this one. It wasn't as like powerful as the first one. Right. But they didn't screw it, it up. Because it felt rushed a little bit. But yeah, yeah. you're right. Yeah, they, they didn't they, screw it up. They, uh, they didn't completely mess that up. Mm-hmm. I, I also, one, one other thing that I hated before I get to the conclusion mm-hmm. is that uh, I didn't like them continually referring to Raja as a cat. Mm-hmm. I, that was weird. That was I didn't like that. Like yeah. just call him a tiger. I don't. Right. I don't know. <laughs> um, my dog's name. So my dog that we've had for eleven, no, wow. twelve years, twelve years this year. Um, got her when I was in eighth grade and stays with my parents. Um, she's a little Pekingese poodle, a Peekapoo. She's Aww. like six pounds. Um, so I didn't get to choose what type of dog we got, like, which I'm, it's probably, it's for the best that we got a small dog. Mm-hmm. Um, but I wanted to get like a big, at the time I was like, I want a big dog and all this stuff. And my mom and sister won out on getting a small one. So my, I got to at least name it. Mm-hmm. So I got to name it Nala Raja was, Aww, was the name I gave it. So yeah, I gave her. So, um, so yeah, so I thought about, I always think about that when I see Wait, Raja. Wait, who's your favorite Lion King character ever of all time? Lion King character? I know this is like off topic, but I, um, I'm just curious. I don't, you know what? That's that is a good question. I don't know if I'm trying it. to think who my favorite character is. Um, probably Rafiki. Okay. Yeah, Rafiki's, I probably gotta go Rafiki. Did you do you remember Vitani? Nobody remembers Vitani, man. But she was from Lion King Two. Two. Yeah, from the second one. Yeah. Was which was she was like Kovu's stepsister. Oh yeah, 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 yeah. I loved her. She was dope. Yeah. I loved her so the second one is dope too. The second one is very good. It's underrated. It's one of the only like second movies that I actually like. It was solid. It's hard to make a second movie. Uh, uh, when the one day when you're big and strong, you will be a king. When she sung that, that's my my jam. The one about um, um, God, why can't I can't think about it right now? But it's the one between uh, um, Kiara and her dad, Kiara and Simba. Oh yeah. Like, can I like? Will I ever just be me? Basically, yeah. I don't know what the song is called? Yeah, but that song. It's makes a jam. Me it's some jams in there. You Pandy yeah. is a jam from yes. there. Yes. Uh, Look, we're off topic. Yeah, I'm we sorry. are. Yeah, that's okay. it. <laughs> I'm just going through like I can't the whole wait to soundtrack. To the Lion King one. Right. Uh, so that one that that better be good. Um, so so in conclusion, uh, I I've said this before on here. You need to make a case when you make a sequel. You need to make a case for why you're doing it. <laughs> Same thing with a remake. 
um, I think you need to like make us say, okay, this makes sense. Like this story was enhanced by you continuing it or for a remake. Okay. This makes sense. You added some pieces, like maybe technology is better now. So now you can do it a little bit better. Mm-hmm. Whatever the case is, you need to make it a case for not just like, we're just trying to capitalize on making more money off of the previous success. For sure. Um, I didn't think they did that with this one. It didn't like, I didn't need this one. Yeah. Like they, without this one, it didn't, it was boring. It was boring. It wasn't like it wasn't captivating. It didn't. It didn't enhance anything for me. For sure. Um, like I said, they continue. They're continuing with the the female forward thing um, with they, the song. They, they executed it horribly, though. Executed like, it horribly. I'd rather you depict me as like an oppressed woman yeah. and, <laughs> and try to do what they did because that honestly. Do you want to know why though? I genuinely mean what I just said. Yeah. Because at least nowadays, the people who matter to me mm-hmm. will be able to challenge, you know, the image of the oppressed woman. And be like, that's yeah. not true. But, like, a lot of people who matter to me today, because they don't know much about my culture, Mm -hmm. and I call them the fencers, those are the people who are on the fence about their opinions, like, will really believe that that's what it is, because that's a more believable story. Like, the way Jasmine, like, the way they depict her, that's way more believable, and it's still not true. But people are much more likely to, like, accept that as truth, because it's not as controversial. It doesn't seem as controversial. Right. And so it kind of frustrates me a little more because like, oh, no. That is dangerous. And then also when if like if you're someone who heard like, oh, yeah, they had a whole council for this. Mm-hmm. You're going to you're going to take this and run with it. Yeah, absolutely. You're going to take this. This is like this is Bible to you. Now. Absolutely. So, yeah, that is true. Really quickly. Did you hear the fact long time ago about um, I don't know how long it was, but there was like the survey that went out asking people if the United States should invade Agrabah. And like seventy three percent of the people said yeah, and I'm like, bro, who wants to tell them? It, yeah, it's, who it's wants fictional. To- <laughs> yeah, wow. <laughs> and it just go. It, honestly, I'm so glad somebody did that because it just goes to show you how powerful the media is. Yeah. And like depicting this fake land as this like aligned, like basically like this Arab or Middle Eastern or whatever. Right. Like, right. And like given Islamophobia and anti-Arab right, sentiment, right. people just thought the obvious answer was we should just, yeah. of course we should yeah. if it's anything like it is in the movie yeah. of course we should. As you're talking through this, I'm wondering like, I might have seen something it about that. It was so funny. That's wild. I was yeah. crying. That is, that is crazy. I, I hate the media and I, and I don't mean this in a, in a political sense. I just, not just political media, but like even sports yeah. and you know, music and pop culture media like any type of media that so any type of news if it comes on, if it has a, a regular cadence, right? Mm-hmm. Like, here's how my mind thinks. If it has a regular cadence, especially if it comes on every day, right. no matter what, they have to talk about something, yeah. right? And these people have jobs and they get paid a lot of money. Mm-hmm. So, and obviously, like, negative stories, certain things that they recognize in trends gets more views. So if I'm getting paid based off of views and not based off of truth, then which one am I going to go for? Like, this is natural business, like, just going through a natural, like, if I'm... Uh, like natural business thinking. You're going to do what works just like any other business. Mm -hmm. So you're not going to spew a bunch of positive stuff because that's not going to get a ton of views, Mm -hmm. right? If you just have a, a, oh, this kid got really good grades and oh, someone, you know, from Dearborn went to Harvard, first Mm -hmm. girl from uh, from Fordson, like that's not going to get a Mm -hmm. crazy amount of views versus like a murder Mm -hmm. or, you know, any, anything like that really controversial stuff. So, if that's the if that's what we know, these are facts. Like these are you could look at numbers and these are facts that more negative news gets more, you know negative news gets more views. Then you know that okay, if I want to keep my job and I want what's going to get pressed out there yeah. more. So if that's the case, same. I mean, even with even with sports, you know, I not not going with you know regular like daytime news with sports. It what gets more views and more clicks. I know when I look at my phone and I go on the ESPN app, I'm going to be more apt to look at. Uh, an announcer making or an analyst making a super crazy claim. Jordan is the 50th best play, player of all time. 
that's a crazy statement. Yeah. But because you said that, now I'm like, okay, what is this fool saying, right? right. Instead of getting one that says, um, instead of saying, you know, these are, uh, you know, Jordan's a really great player, and these are some of his top plays. I might watch it, but it's like, oh, I've seen that before. Like, I don't know if I'm necessarily like, yeah. you know, oh, Stephen A. Smith, you know, praises how the Warriors play great team basketball. Probably not going to click that. Stephen A. Smith blasts, you know, yeah. <laughs> Max Kellerman about his opinions about how Steph Curry isn't a great shooter. Right. That's wild. Like, let me see that. That's what that's what get yeah. this clickbait, like you said. Yeah. So if that's the case, then I know that you know, it, I'm not getting the the full truth a lot of times with media. So mm. you're not getting like an unbiased like these are facts. Sure. It's these are facts laced with my opinion. Mm-hmm. So, um, completely off not off topic, but going sideways from you know what we were saying. But no, it's it's important though. Um, I wonder if so. I was watching this, and even even if you're going in with a completely like fresh palette. And you don't go in like how we were, like, okay, this is going to suck. Yeah. Um, there was a t- point, I'd say, like, right around Genie introduction, where no matter who you are, you're like, this movie is bad and it's not redeemable. Like, yeah. it, like it was a point in there where I'm like, no matter what they do from this point on, this movie sucks. <laughs> All right? So true. Like, so... It's true, because I was... My brother, actually... I went with a group of people. My brother yeah. loves Aladdin. Yeah. And as soon as he heard me make, like, a snide remark before we walked into the theater about, like, oh, they're probably going to be, like, appropriating our culture. He's like, you're not sitting by me, because I love Aladdin. I don't want to hear any of this woke <laughs> shit right now. Right? And my brother's super woke, but yeah, in that yeah. moment, he just wanted to relive his Disney yeah, yeah. childhood. So I'm like, fine, I'm not going to sit by you. Yeah, <laughs> right. So I go sit on the other side when we leave he's like man that was trash and so You're i'm right, like, yeah. why? He's like i don't even know how it was tra- i don't even it know just why was trash, it was trash. <laughs> i don't know like how it like dropped the ball but it j- i just know right. that it did yeah and i don't even know what i was expecting but they just didn't do it and you're like, right because yeah. it's just not tangible like it's, it's just so your true feeling. Yeah. you're just like that's so true that's funny yeah your brother's like me sometimes. Sometimes I'm like, man, I don't even want to hear the woke stuff. Like, I get it. I know right. it. Like, like, <laughs> like my sister, she um, which I actually sent her and told her to check out your podcast and stuff. Oh, so nice. she, Thank she you. um, absolutely, she um, got her master's. Shout out to my sister. Um, hey. so proud of my sister. She uh, got her master's in uh, clinical mental health nice. um, counseling uh from Northwestern last December. And so, and she did her final presentation, which she sent to me at one thirty in the morning to. But make it look nice on a PowerPoint for the next for. morning. Uh, for, uh, Is she on, younger than you? Yeah. Okay, yeah, yeah, that's yeah. what you're there for. Yeah, right, exactly. She's <laughs> like, yeah, thank you so much. Exclamation points. It's like 1.30. I'm like, yo, I'm trying to sleep. Yeah, I need this by 8 in the morning. All right, so like, let me go and like get some graphics and make this look nice. Um, but she did it on um, how minority women, how um, they don't seek mental health. Uh, in how it's you know how it's talked about in the culture and code switching and all so she had so again it made me think a lot about your first guest on your podcast Mm -hmm. and her going off um to harvard and you know having to adjust and things like that so it made me think a lot about that in her presentation and her or her final her final presentation Mm -hmm. or capstone project for you know her master so um but yeah so sometimes she'll be you know saying woke stuff and i'm like yeah i like i know i agree but like can i just enjoy like this stupid show or this stupid movie like you know as it is so i can definitely relate (laughs) um i think disney should only make alternatives or remakes um with cgi live action films for either one um for spinoff films, so like Maleficent mm-hmm. is a spinoff where it's focusing on the villain of an untold story of a villain mm-hmm. from Sleeping Beauty. Mm-hmm. So I, that's good because it's original. So we can't compare it to anything. For sure. So either A, do that, or B, remake lesser 
Disney films. So films that don't have a lot of pu- so Dumbo, right? right? So D- Dumbo is is a, a known film, but it's a film that even though they missed the mark, they messed up Dumbo too. But Dumbo's one of those films that's not everyone's favorite. Like it, you know what it is, you heard of it, you know the story of Dumbo. Yeah. Like he has big ears, he's another thing he can fly. But no one's gonna be super upset if you change up the story of Dumbo. Mm-hmm. They again, they messed it up. But that was an opportunity where you take a lesser film and then catapult it. Don't take these classic films that everyone thinks is you know touts is perfect. Like a, a Lion King again. I hope they don't mess it up. L- hopefully, so with Lion King, they don't have real people. Need to binge eat something that night. I'm they... a, I'm gonna be hot. I'm gonna be so hot. It's gonna ruin a great weekend if no, they mess up Lion King. So I, it, it looks everything looks good on it so far. And the good thing about Lion King is it's all CGI. So they don't have to worry about fl- yeah. with the fake, like with people and stuff. If you have Beyonce, you have Childish Gambino. Like, how are you gonna? Come on, yeah. Come on, you can't gonna, mess it up. Um, mess it up. And I, you know, that one. So another thing too is, don't make live action remakes with movies that have a ton. When the original movies have a ton of animated effects. Yeah. Lion King doesn't. So they should be safe. You know, there's not a ton of crazy effects. Aladdin, you have a genie that's. Poofing stuff all over the place. Right. Like, that's why Never Had a Friend Like Me looks so bad. Yeah. It's too many effects that were done a- in the animated version for you to try to recreate with real people, and it just looks dumb. You know, you're turning a monkey into an elephant cartoon, right. snap a finger, someone who can draw animation with CGI and real people, and you're trying to make it look real, but also we know it's fake. Like, yeah. that's tough. Lion King, like I said, there's not a lot, there's not any of that other than like when. When Simba's like talking to his father in the clouds, like again, I, I can like cite certain stuff because it's like you see it so many times when he sees his reflection in the water. Other than that type of stuff, everything else is just the animals being the animals. Right. So it almost like again, Jungle Book, why that was so successful. There's not a ton of effects, it's just animals that are animated. So you make it CGI and it's almost, it looks cool. You know, like the, like I said, Jungle Book was a really good remake. I think probably the best remake they've done thus far with, with the live action. Mm-hmm. Um, I would have preferred that they did a spinoff um, where Will could just be Will. Mm-hmm. So if you do a spinoff, you know, Will can just be his own personality in his own script instead of trying to recreate Robin Williams' script. Because they're both great. They're both funny, um, but different types of funny. Robin Williams has his own brand of funny. That's right. not Will Smith. That's very true. If, yeah. if you tried to watch Robin Williams do an episode of Fresh Prince, it would be t- horrible. Yeah. It's not that Robin Williams is so much greater than Will He probably is a better actor, but... It's not that Robin Williams is so much greater than Will Smith. It's just that he's him, mm-hmm. right? So I think if they would have done a spinoff, it would allow Will to just be who Will is. Mm-hmm. Um, and I think you know, I think a, a spinoff where if they would have did like not a spinoff, but maybe a, a sequel where it's like Aladdin and a, a genie that's free but still has his powers oh, yeah. goes against maybe a different kingdom mm-hmm. with um, an e- you know an evil uh, uh, sultan. And then his, and then they freed Jafar's genie or something right. like that. Oh, so yeah. then it's like, like that would have been a good sequel where it's like now they're it's battling against but each you're other. Still familiar with like the story. Exactly, yeah. familiar characters, um, same setting for the most part. But you know, you you create your own thing. You know, kind of Mary Poppins is a good example. They did Mary Poppins Returns, where it's still playing on a lot of the same character. They have a lot of the same characters that return, um, same concept, kind of a very similar script, but because the sequel we're not constantly just comparing it to the original script. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? It's a little different. So I thought that was, they did a good job with that. Mm-hmm. Um, so yeah. What would you give this on a scale from one to 10? Four. Okay. I gave it a five and that was, that was generous. I almost wanted, four. I wanted to give it four. Five four, is the lowest I've ever like given. Four is like me one. being nice. Yeah. It, it was bad. It was, it was bad. They did a bad job with it. Um, I, I, and you know that five for me is really like a one just because I love Disney. 
Um, and I'm going to do everything I can to give it props, but it was rough. It, it didn't really, it didn't have any really redeemable qualities yeah. outside of the few lines I said I laughed at. I mean, there was nothing that made me want to rewatch this. If yeah. if I were to tell, you know, and I always go through like the viewing options of whether I would suggest for you to see opening night, $5 Tuesday, Netflix, or don't watch, don't, don't watch. Yeah, just don't watch it. Don't I mean, watch. the people are going to watch it because they're curious and it's yeah. a staple, but they're just know that when you watch it, you're going to be disappointed. Yeah. Period. Yeah. So I'm, I'm going to try to help you out. Don't watch <laughs> it. If you've, if you've never seen the original, just watch the original. Don't watch this yeah. one. Just watch the original. Yeah, don't watch it. Um, if you've seen the original, enjoy that. Keep your memory of Disney and Aladdin For sure. uh, where it's at. Um, yeah. And yeah. So upcoming movies that you're excited for. Lion King. Yeah. I yeah. Don't, barely go to the movies. So yeah. I'm definitely very excited about Lion King. I don't care about anything else. Everything yeah. else, I'll catch it on Netflix. I'll That's fair, yeah. You know, when it... Whenever I can watch it, like, right? Not at the, in the theaters, but Lion King, I'm, I've been very excited about. Well, you travel a good amount too, right? Yeah. Yeah. So did or I don't know if you fly Delta, but Delta, yeah. the Sky movies, yeah, there's I some, some solid ones in there sometimes. Asleep, oh, like, okay. Halfway through, but yeah. Yeah, I'm <laughs> I'm so afraid of flights, so I you know when I get on there, I can like I need something to take my mind off sometimes. So yeah. Um, I'm I'm looking forward to Ma, which is coming out next week. Actually, Yasmin said uh, brought up Ma's her movie. She was looking forward mm-hmm. to when she came on the podcast, and I hadn't heard of it, and I looked back at it. Um, but uh, but yeah, it's um, what is her name? Uh, Octavia Spencer. Okay. Cool. She is like it's like real creepy. It's like a horror movie, oh, but okay. it, it looks it looks interesting. So not a horror guy at all, but this <laughs> looks interesting. So I might go see it next week. I, I don't know if I'll review it, but uh, but it does look good. Um, but yeah, appreciate you coming of up course. here. Everyone, again, check me. out uh, Dearborn Girl. Yes, Dearborn.girl um, on Instagram. Yep, yep. Check it out um, on all uh, streaming platforms. Yes. Um, as well as YouTube. Uh, until next week, thank you all. Peace. Thank you.